Hey everybody, welcome back to Epic Tiki's Take the Podcast. My name is Luke Soyne. With me today is... Jojo Lewis, hello. And... Becky Lynn. And... Comedian extraordinaire Eric Krasner. That's right, we have two guests today. Guests for days. Uh, and, uh, two days. For two days. Two days only, these guests. Yes. <laughs> so, out of two days in. I don't know. So, podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about a thing... I don't know. I don't even know what we say when we start. We just start talking. Talk about nerdy, cool pop culture stuff. Yes. And today, uh, I haven't seen it, so that's why there's three people besides me, and like two other people besides me and JoJo because I haven't. But we're going to talk about Gilmore Girls, or you guys are, and I'll just comment on it. On the road, <laughs> feeling lonely and so cold. All you have to do is call my name and I'll be there on the next train. <laughs> you got the third? You got the third, Becky? Awesome. Anywhere that you tell me to, if you need, you need me to be with you, I will follow. <laughs> I lost it. It's okay. It's okay. Clearly, we like the show. <laughs> my reach exceeds my grasp. So we're going to talk about some Gilmore Girls. Oh, yes. Now that we've set it up. And also, uh, Fantastic Breasts and Where to Find Them. No, that's <laughs> the next episode. Oh, whatever. Okay, we're fine. We're doing two different ones. Just Gilmore's then. But guys, yeah, listen to that sesh, one, too. But, uh, two apps. Yeah. For, for us, it's two back-to-back. But for you people listening, it's yeah. just one. They'll come out at the same time, All probably, because right. who cares? Right. Does anyone listen to this? Please email the show. <laughs> I have not, so I can't vouch that anyone does. <laughs> That's okay. We actually did have a guy, we talked about it last time, but a guy, we talked about Ghost in the Shell and the controversy with the whitewashing. Yeah. And this guy actually commented on our Facebook page, and we none of us have mutual friends with him, so somehow he found our podcast. Which makes us feel really good inside. And he had yeah. really good comments. He was great. And uh, he actually, yeah, he had good comments and good uh, analysis, and he had... Like uh, has, he had read has the, the white version come out already, or is it still just still? Like, it's still there's trailers. It comes mm. out in March or so. Yeah, we were just talking about the trailer. Yeah, so mm. which is really cool, even though it's a white person. I don't know. He kind of said that there might be a reason why it's white. There's have there's lots of plot reasons why it's ra- why it's a white person. Well, it's more <laughs> like geopolitical. <laughs> but they reasons. made yeah. up yeah. the plot. It yeah, I know they did make up. Well, the <laughs> Japanese made up the plot. Yeah. And yeah. they made it a white person. I don't know what to say. Well, Eurasian, whatever. So like a Keanu Reeves, Ke- yeah, Ke- or a you. Or a me. <laughs> a me specifically. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, so... You lead this. I'll just say things. All right, watch so... Watch the levels. Gilmore Girls, <laughs> A Year in a Life. I've literally been waiting, <laughs> I Netflix feel like, exclusive. 10 years for this to happen. I mean, I was... Well, <laughs> season seven was very unsatisfying. Definitely. I was hoping that... I, I didn't want a remake to happen. Really? And, like, now that it's happened, I'm 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 impressed. I'm, like... Positive well, about it. Well, well, job well done. Well, what was the fear about the remake happening? I just think shows should get to end. Like, I don't, I don't like this whole Netflix bringing back every show thing. I, I thought life was more interesting when like something w- would have ended after one season and, you, and you'd never get it back. That's true. Well, if you really love the show and you're one of the like a really big fan, I mean, Gilmore Girls had a lot of seasons, right? Seven, seven, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Did it feel like it 
needed it? Like, did it was it not ended well? Well, so Luke, what, what happened is uh, the it was it was like the auteur work of the Sherman Palladinos. <laughs> there were the, the, these two writers. That sounds who, like horses. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're not far off. <laughs> 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 they were they were they were the showrunners. They were the the head writers. It was totally their vision. They had uh-huh. a plan for the whole plot. They had a plan for the ending and. They were fired just for the final season, and the final uh, season was dog shit. Did, so. they, did they wrap it up in that final season? They, they gave it an ending, yeah. They, it okay. was basically like, like, like in the end of season six, uh, Lorelai gets married, and most of season seven is them trying to find ways to dissolve that marriage that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like That's most of season seven. And like all of, the only good parts of season seven are like the last four episodes. Where she's broken up with uh, Christopher, and she's trying to mend things with Luke, and then they go shopping for cars. <laughs> Still one of my favorite episodes when they try to go shopping for cars. Mm. But yeah, most of season seven was, was just, it was not good. It was a that mess. Sucks. And the And the climax of the whole show is... Like the the fine like the very last thing we get to really see of is... Of this, this now or season seven? Season, season seven. seven. Okay. Like the last thing we got to see was... It was very hopeful because it's like Lorelai was driving Rory to the airport so she could go follow the Obama campaign around. And Luke was making them dinner or breakfast in the diner and they were just talking, which is how the show opened, which is cool. But that was pretty much it. So, so they, let's, let's set it, let's set it up for the casual listeners. The, yeah. Like, uh, so the, they're, they're, the Gilmore Girls are <laughs> Lorelai and Rory. Lorelai yes. uh, was it was a teen mother of Rory, who is now herself a teen. Rory is short for Lorelai. They have the same name, and ah. uh, they're very close because they're very they're, they're very close in age. And uh, Lorelai ran away from her mother Emily to have Rory. And Emily and, and Richard, her husband, are very privileged and. Uh, so, so, so there, there's the, these two daughters sort of grew up all alone in the world and what they have for a family instead of the family they're estranged from is this, uh, cute little community called stars hollow and quirky town of weird characters. Yeah. Is this on the East coast, West coast, Midwest? East coast, yeah. It's okay. very East coast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Very new England. And East coast. yeah, part, East part coast. of the show is that it's they, they sort there. of rebuild their relationship with the grandparents. Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing. Like I I've seen it on, and I know it has that one guy who was like Richie Rich's dad in the Richie Rich movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's his? I don't know the actor's name. I forget. It's I actually pulled up IMDb. Richard okay. Yeah. I actually pulled up IMDb, and then I did not look up Gilmore Girls. I was gonna try to help with the. Uh... Oh, Lucas. Oh shit! It's like two separate things. There's like Gilmore Girls, and then there's Gilmore Girls: A Year in a Life. So I have right. to open up two yeah. windows now because mm-hmm. it's bullshit. So it's sort of a dramedy that like centers like this family relationship and the romantic relationships of the mother and daughter. That's right. sort of, mm-hmm. that. and like something that it comes up a lot in the first season, but it kind of goes away is that there's is the the shock of having a, da- a teenage daughter or having a daughter when you're when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes kinda, up from time to time. Kind of drifts into the back. But when she's in like her twenties, it stops being like an important issue anymore. But Sean they, Gunn is in this show. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Sean Gunn is. He is, is the show. Amazing yeah. in this show. Kirk, so great, <laughs> such a good character. Yeah, I did. I didn't know him as Sean Gunn for a while. I knew him as Kirk. So the, like, sort of, the, sort of the appeal of the show besides like the the. The drama, the the quirky characters is, uh, it's just ridiculously fast paced with uh, obscure refer- references piled on top of each other. Yep. 
and just uh, like, like, like they, they would talk about how like normally when they shoot a TV show, the scripts would be like 30 pages long and these would be like 60 pages long. Like, a lot of jib jabbing, a lot of talking. Incredibly quick-witted. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is an hour-long show though, right? Yeah. yeah. The regular yeah. season is 44 minutes in length. Yeah. Okay. 22 episodes a season, which is insane. Like, it's just crazy. Even for early 2000 standards, that's a lot of episodes for a given, given season. Um, but yeah, so that's a good... So if you don't know what Gilmore Girls is, Netflix has every season. Uh, so go do that. And then, uh, so Gilmore Girls, Year in the Life. Uh, okay, it's... A four-part miniseries. It's a four-part that... miniseries. It's basically like four movies... And they're broken up by the seasons. So there's a winter movie, there's a, a spring movie, a summer movie, and a fall movie. And this one starts with winter. And it's a pretty, like, the opening sequence where they kind of have highlights of, they kind of have, like, echo voiceovers of, like, major events in the show. I didn't like that. You didn't like that? Oh, I, 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 was, I don't know. I, it just reminded me how little I remembered the show. I was glad. I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I felt that way, too. Okay. I was really familiar with the show. <laughs> And I'm glad it was called the winter episode because that part gave me chills, legitimate chills, <laughs> from listening to all the different like. No, it quips. did nothing for me. And oh. I was like, this is gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> some people, so I think, some people did a rewatch right before the the miniseries. I just again because I was like not looking forward to the remake. I or the the what, the revival. continuation, the revival. I just kind of wanted to get it over with. <laughs> and I was, again, very pleasantly surprised. So, um, okay, so what was, so things that, best thing you liked in, in Year in the Life? Becky, go first. Oh, yeah. my favorite, like, my, my favorite scene. Favorite scene. Oh, my favorite scene is when Lorelai calls Emily. Right. And starts, and tells her her story about um, her, like, favorite memory of her father. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's my was, favorite scene. Yeah. That's my favorite scene of the, yeah, of the yeah. whole thing. That I was, was crying a lot. That was a heavy scene. Yeah, and it was kind of like because in episode one we get that one part where we find out like oh d- during Richard's funeral, Lorelai has no s- good stories and they get in this huge very typical Gilmore's fight, mm-hmm. and then for the whole like for when you think about it, it's like oh for the whole year she just did that was just a sore point yep. in their relationship, and then finally she manages to like remember something really good and is able oh. to tell Emily. It was such a good story. It was yeah. such a beautiful like father-daughter moment. Because Richard Herman dies, so the character's death looms large. In the yeah, yeah, it really does. Which I, I when I heard that that was that they were going to revive it, I'm like and knowing that Richard Herman was dead, I'm like that's going to be the major issue mm-hmm. in the whole Like, I'm, I'm, in my mind it was like Rory was going to have to come back to Stars Hollow and be a part of the town because he died, which sort of happened. But yeah. they kind of she kind of she comes back to Stars Hollow because she's kind of having like a, a very typical millennial crisis where like, <laughs> yeah. she can't get a job. She, she like she like had some success. She she published one New Yorker piece and then she kind of fiddled out after that. And she's got like a bunch of interviews, but none of them are really working out. Yeah. She has that book proposal with that Naomi woman who yeah. is <laughs> <was> horrible. <laughs> I didn't like, yeah, I didn't like any of that. Yeah. yeah. It was so, but, I mean, so, uh, so she's, uh, so uh, she, throughout the course of the series, her, her love interests are Dean who sucks, Jess, who's great. And Logan who sucks. I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't know if, yeah, I think we all. Yeah. I think pretty much everyone's on the that's same true. page. It's like I have. I have a weird theory about Dean. You know, you guys ever seen the show Supernatural? 
Yes. I There's that one did. season after they defeat Lucifer where they where Dean's soul is locked in Wait, hell. Wait, hold up. They defeat Lucifer? They okay, defeat Lucifer on. and they lock uh, his soul in hell. And I'm pretty sure that when his soul's in hell, that's when he's on the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> Like, I, I love don't, it because Dean's, Dean's kind of like a like a, like a, a slow, sad, brooding guy who's never yes. never interesting. So it makes sense if he's like oh a demon God. who's confined. He knows how to, to work on body. cars and shit. Like, yeah. of course. I love that he was the grocer. Like in the series, like he's. Just, I remember um, one scene where. Rory is talking about this letter that she's or this paper she's writing in college and she's like asking Dean for advice and he's like yeah I read it I liked it, was, it whatever I liked it <laughs> and she's so upset yeah oh, he's just good. such a drip he's yeah, very like, plain just, but he, we yeah. got to see him for like a second in this season where he was like at the grocery store yeah. a lot of a lot, I a lot didn't of, even like that no <laughs> there were a lot of scenes I in knew this they had to bring that, him back but... yeah for sure they had a lot of scenes in this that were just kind of like very fan for service yeah. you know like yeah, stuff but, that we but definitely surprisingly see. well handled. Like, could have been a lot worse. Oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Miss like Patty the... lost so much weight. Yes, it's not crazy. And that was because even in the series, like she went from like season five to six, she lost a ton of weight, mm-hmm. and now it's even <laughs> yeah, more so. It's like, she's just withering away. <laughs> God damn it! It's like there's weight loss, and then there's Jesus she's Christ. She's just what trying to happening? get dick. I she's just out for there for real. <laughs> that's all. Which just I, makes searching sense. for strange. Yeah. yeah. So there is no strange in Stars Hollow. No. Everyone knows everyone. So it's just, it's basically incest. Anything you can oh, do. Oh, of course. Basically. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Eric, what was your favorite part the whole season? Uh, I think just, I think Paris coming back. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Paris so and Michelle were funnier than ever. And like Paris and Michelle were like the funniest characters in the series. And uh, a lot of things sort of got, got worse or became boring in the, in the remake. But Paris, uh, so so uh, Rory starts off at Chilton, this this private school, and like uh, the mean girl uh, at the private school is Paris, and they're they're sort of rivals because they're both really academically driven, and eventually they become best friends, and eventually they go to Harvard together, and uh, so Paris comes back. They go to Yale together. All oh, right, whatever. I, yeah, that's right. Rory dreams of Harvard <laughs> and goes to Yale. I th- it was it, I thought it was the other way around, but nope. that's right. Nope, like nope. like ri- like Richard was a Yaley. It's a whole thing. I, yeah. My bad. Um, and they're best friends at Yale. They kind of compete against each other, but they they end up just being like like uh they say it in year in the life and i didn't realize it until year in the life that uh paris is to rory what michelle is to lorelei oh, it's that yeah it's that mean horrible friend that yeah. you just have to like help and be with and mm-hmm. also the that also makes sense because paris is objectively better than rory and michelle is objectively better than lorelei like they're yeah. just better people they are <laughs> they're just so <laughs> they're good just at what they do yeah, they're just more interesting to watch we just kind of uh accompany the Gilmore Girls too. They're they're more interesting friends. Oh, of course. Oh man, yeah. I like the. It's a very touching scene at the secret bar when Michelle's uh, telling Lorelai, "Look, I got to go do this job because yeah. there's nothing else for me here." Yeah. And also, there he, was a secret bar. But then he hangs around for a whole year, and eventually, uh, she upgrades the inn, and they they get to work together. Of course, they do. Right. Wait, <laughs> yeah. I knew that was gonna. Well, of course, we all knew that was gonna happen, but it, like it, it would have been realistic and maybe a more dramatic thing if he actually moved on to another fucking job. That's the, true. The no, you, you're do. definitely right. <laughs> like, yeah. Just instantly. Yeah. Like, of course, of course he, he's like really ambitious and really confident, competent and he shouldn't be under Lorelai's thumb forever. But no, you know. you're right. But I, at the same time, I, I like, I think like, okay, but it did make sense to me because he, he, 
he didn't want to go. No, and sure. It, he... And it made sense he didn't want to go because he'd known her since she was a kid. Like, he'd known her for over 20 years. Yeah. Over yeah. Th- almost 30 years. Like, they'd been working together. So it made sense to me. Like, he would be reluctant. And he kept... I like that part where that woman shows up for the interview and he was like, do you have tissues? Get them out. You're going to need them. <laughs> oh, so good. Because he, was, he, was he explicitly gay in the series? I feel like that's a thing where they like made, no! him, they made him explicitly gay, gave him a boyfriend, and mm-hmm. it was just treated casually. In the, in the sh- no, in, in, the, in this, in a Year in the Life, it was, they made it clear. Yeah. Yeah. In the show, it was just alluded to. It was implied that yeah. he was gay, but because he was French, you had no idea. Yeah. So it's 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 so it's <laughs> which was no accident. No, it was not an accident. <laughs> and if you watch the the series, you're like, oh, he's obviously gay. But at the same time, you're like, maybe it's just French. Yeah. Maybe that's what French is. But it's one of those things where like maybe it, network standards and practices kind of censor weird things. Like they censor whole themes. Like, uh, you know, a year in life was very tame. But at the same time, you could kind of feel the effect of removing the network censorship. Yeah, it's like they weren't all they weren't all of a sudden dropping f bombs or anything. No, but no, it's no. Just uh, there, there, there wasn't a, a standards board meddling, and it, it showed. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's like um, start like uh, Gilmore Girls is not a very like. Even when it's at its heaviest, it's not a heavy show. Yeah, like which I, the grimness. worst moments uh, were, especially in the remake and probably in the whole series, the weakest moments are when they try to act like their problems are worse than they are. Yeah, <laughs> to, to give it drama. <laughs> like the the end of episode three of Year in the Life was just a complete dud because Lorelai was just like, "I have to go hiking <laughs> because of my feelings," and it's like, "No." You no, you don't. That's a really weird, like, that's a weird reaction. And the, mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, everyone binge watched and you started episode four immediately and she's uh, do, she's with all the other ladies who are also out going hiking because of the movie Wild or the book. <laughs> and that's, and that, that, that was funny. That was, it was good. And it yeah. was, it was like an immediate, an immediate payoff. But it, like, if that had been on TV and we had to, you know, wait a whole week between those episodes, like it would have been awful. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. No, it was, it's bingeability made that. Bingeability. That's Binge- a new word. That's got it. I feel that exists already. Well, here's the thing, I think you the just thing about Gilmore Girls is that it came out right at the beginning of binge watching, like right at the beginning of DVDs. Like before then, to really binge watch a show, you either had to buy 600 VHS tapes or <laughs> you had to, you know, watch a marathon whenever like UPN scheduled one. Right. And so UPN. There was very little. <laughs> They're the only ones who did it for some reason. I don't well, know why. They would do they would do shows that were syndicated by other networks and like the Universal Picture Network. So that's that that that's that that's I made that up. Oh, I was like really <laughs> fascinating. Gilmore Can you Girls look that up and though? like UPN? I think it might be close to that. <laughs> like the, what it, what it actually stands for. <laughs> Listeners, we're going to get that for you <laughs> almost immediately. We are hard hitting journalists here. There is <laughs> no no take. stone will be left unturned. <laughs> Like Gilmore Girls, Arrested Development, and like you know, I, a I couple th- of other shows were like the first shows that were designed to be binge watched, like before it was really possible, like, yeah. for everyone. So <laughs> it looks like it might be United Paramount Network. Mm. Oh, significantly less interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's other stuff like user principal name, but these are like computer. Yeah, it's, it's like a computer. Thing. Universidad Pedagogica Nacional. Is that Univision? And- yeah. No, I don't think it's so. National Teaching University is what that. Yeah. 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 Union del Pueblo Navarro, Navarrese People Union, the NPU or UPN, depending on what language you're using. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible synchronous laugh. 
That was awful. That was weird, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't say anything. I'm just going to derail whatever you're talking about. No, I about. like this. Well, I, no, we need it because we can get deep into it. That's how it goes. Okay. More or less. We'll keep d- I think digging. we got as deep into this acronym as we could. Yeah, we, we, oh, we yeah. took this acronym I meant the, apart. the show. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, Logan. How they, how do you, I know. I mean, like, feelings about Logan aside, how do you think they handled that relationship? Because, I mean, in season seven, I mean, for as much as we didn't like him compared to Jess, he wasn't, like, the worst. He, was, he wasn't as bad as Dean. No. For sure. Well, no, nowhere near as bad as Dean. So, yeah. Right. So, uh, but, so. They, but in the show, what happens is at the end of season seven, when she graduates, uh, Logan's like, hey, so I have this job out in uh, Silicon Valley. You should come live with me and let's get married. And she's like, I don't want to get married. And then he's just like, well, bye, Felicia. And he just goes. <laughs> yeah. That is the Which end they, of his character. They, they predicted the rise of the tech bro. Like, oh, they definitely Surprisingly did. well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it was just, it was, did, were you surprised that he showed up? I mean, yeah. I know he was cast to be in the show, but I thought he was going to be something more like Dean. Just, oh, quick cameo and he's gone. No, right? I thought he was too integral to like, to Rory's development as a young collegiate woman and like her, like learning who she is and what she wants out of a relationship and all these experiences. Like it was, it, it made sense. It made sense that that was like her first, like, like comfort. She learned so much. She was exposed to all these things that she hadn't like the higher life. In a different yeah. way. So kind of the fact that she hasn't moved on from him is like symbol- symbolic of the problem she's having overall. Right. Like, and then like yeah. she's in this like millennial existential crisis. Like of course she's yeah. going to be fucking him. And she's she, – she, she, so uh, Logan is uh, – he, he's, he's a Huntsberger, which is sort of a, a proxy for the Stoltzbergers who are on the New York Times. And he's sort of like a – they meet in college and he she wants to be a journalist and his family owns the biggest newspaper in the world. And uh, he, he he turns out to be like a, a surprisingly nice guy, considering that he's a rich douche, and they end up in a His relationship. His parents are shit. And They're the worst in, people yeah. <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and in, in year in the life, she is cucking her boyfriend with him. She's uh, cheating on the the uh, a boyfriend where like the running gag is that he's totally forgettable, completely. And and Logan's <laughs> oh, flying yeah. her out to London to fuck him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's weird because it's like. Even though Rory's a pretty bad person, this is sort of the worst thing she's ever done. They dep- well, they, it's interesting how they handle that in the way that they, they handle a lot of stuff that we might be like, that's kind of unusual. They kind of handle it very matter-of-factly. Like, they don't really draw attention to it in a way that I think... I mean, if it had been on cable, it would have been a huge... Oh, my God, what do you mean you're still seeing? Like, there would be a whole thing about it. And you're in the life, it was kind of just like... Yeah, okay, so we're we're making an adult decision collectively to cheat on the people yeah. who we're supposed to be with. Because Logan's yeah. supposed to be married, and she's with... Well, Logan's engaged. Yeah. But, but yeah, on her on his way. Typically, when you're engaged, it ends with marriage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a supposed to there. Well. <laughs> That's the idea. Typically, when you're in a relationship, you're supposed to stay in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> But, uh, I will, I mean, his dad, like, wasn't faithful. No. So it, it kind of like, uh, made yeah, sense. Yeah, his dad's that he kind of be... like, uh, you know, farming him out to this lady. She's like, she's also rich and they're, uh, they're kind like of. Like, it's arranged. Their... Yeah. Yeah. And when they met, his dad was not surprised. No. In any yeah. means. When they were at, like, the family restaurant, like, familiar place that they go to. I can't remember where they were at. But when they went to dinner. Yeah. And his dad was there. And then Logan acknowledged, like, oh, well, it's sort of a family place. Like, his dad knew what was yeah. up. Well, the, the, just... I think they own the restaurant. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the other oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's where we go here. This mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it was, they handled it very without, like, 
without drawing too much attention to it. And it made to me it made a lot of sense because it was like, you know, it was there it was, was no we're, we had no Logan closure. We had it was none bold. Of it was yeah, one, of the, yeah. one of the no closure. What no I Lozier. thought was interesting though is that um, Logan's father had offered to get Rory the um, that interview. Yeah. And what I thought was really interesting is I thought that he was trying to, like, get redemption for how shitty he was to Rory. And was it season five when she got the internship at his paper? Yeah. And then, like, you know, he treated her like shit and fired her. And then Richard gets mad. at yeah. the uh, Oh, what was that? Some fundraiser it's event. USO the fundraiser. Yeah. The the which, by the way, on. one of the greatest episodes of the series. By far. <laughs> oh, when Emily just rips. Oh, my <laughs> Mrs. God. Mrs. Hunsberger, a new one. So good. In the best way. It's so beautiful. I need to watch this show. It sounds oh, yes. great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my. I rewatched it today, and I rewatched that scene twice. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. It's so good. It was The show I used to be obsessed with. It sounds awesome. <laughs> Oh, but. Emily, she's got some bite. Yeah, so Emily in this in this season was like, she exhibited the most like growth like, yeah. of mm-hmm. all the characters because they were all kind of in various states of like stasis. Like that's the major thing with all three of them is they're all like stuck in their ways. And with the death of Richard, it's kind of like, well, now we all kind of have to sort of figure things. Like now we all have to kind of do something. Yeah. Because his his death created a lot for all of them. For Rory, it was kind of this like, what am I? Hers was already happening, but for Lorelai, it was more like, well, the end's closing, and now Luke has all this money, and now that's something to deal with. Oh, that was another thing. Sorry, that just reminded me that I really liked the ultimatum that Emily gave uh, Lorelai about getting the money for the new inn. Oh. And she was like, oh, and you and Luke need to come for Christmas, and you need to come for, um, oh, what was it? Basically major I, seasonal holidays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, but, like, that ultimatum is the, the same one that she gave Lorelai about getting the money for Rory to go to Chilton. Like, oh, I'll do it, but you guys have to come for dinner every Friday. Right. So that so, was great, too. Yeah, it was the same. The I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, so it creates that same cycle for the season two, if that, mm-hmm. if that ends up being a thing. Yeah. Yeah, because Emily, Emily was always the best. Like, uh, Lorelai, Lorelai's kind of likable. Lorelai's, like, kind of cute. And Rory's, like, kind of unlikable. Like, she's on, she's sort of on the unlikable side. Yeah. And Emily is kind of the best of them. And so it was, it was nice to see her almost be the star of this Oh she, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, there, there was there, there was a weird gag about how like she hired a a maid who was speaking Spanish and what seemed like just an American accent, like it seemed like it just was just a lady who didn't speak Spanish and like the uh, no one could understand her, right. including their friends who spoke. <laughs> that Spanish. was a that was a great gag just because in the entire series of Gilmore Girls, every episode she would have a new maid right. yeah. who couldn't speak English, and now finally with Richard's death, like now she has a maid who nobody can not that she can't understand them <laughs> yeah, nobody can. can and she's great and she's it's her favorite maid yeah and like she's and, like, taking slowly, care of her maid she <laughs> slow, slowly her maid starts bringing in more and more family right. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> you just see the kids running around you're like what is happening it's such a like weird oh like privileged <laughs> plot to have but it just kind of works which is which is kind of kind of the appeal of the gilmore girls is like watching watching privileged people with no problems it's like this kind is, of oh, do what growth looks like things. when you have infinite yeah. money. That's interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but so yeah, so she so Richard's death, she's kind of stuck with like all I've been as a housewife for mm-hmm. fucking 40 years, however long it's been. And then she has that like as the series goes on, it's like she's getting in more and more like it feels like 
crisis of being stuck in her own life. Oh, she wears jeans. She buys a TV. <laughs> she buys yeah, a she TV wears... for the den, <laughs> which is a 15-minute conversation in the show. Yeah. <laughs> They're just talking about this TV in the den, which is unbelievable. Yeah. She's like, Mom, what do you mean this TV? Why are the chairs facing it? What's going on? <laughs> There's a huge debacle that she bought a big painting. Like, what? You oh bought a God. painting. That was kind of funny. <laughs> that was that hilarious. Was no, that was funny. great. Yeah. So good. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was interesting that as, as uh, like, the, like, at the very, after uh, Lorelai gives that story, I mm-hmm. feel like, like the next scene we have of Emily is her at the DAR. Um, <laughs> oh, when she's like, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Which was like. It was the best bullshit scene I've ever seen. It was interesting because like the, in the entire series, like that's what Emily did does like yeah, she, for, that, that, that's sort of her whole like like her hobby her you know, job kind of it's stay, like the only yes. thing she does the dar is like the the daughters of the american revolution they're they're women who are descended from the original uh peop- settlers of america yeah. i guess but the the logic is they're all this rich privileged very waspy and they're like she's at this meeting where they're trying to let this very attractive young woman who just married one of their friends into the dar and she's telling them about her life. And, oh, I was in college for two months and yeah. I work in fitness. <laughs> fitness. Oh, that was so good. It was so. And then and you and every, every woman on the on their council or whatever was kind of like, oh, OK. And Emily's just like slouched, like, who gives a shit about yeah. it? And she gets up in the middle and gets like <laughs> a, cookie a cookie without a napkin. <laughs> the scandal. And then she walks back to the table and then one of the people throws her a napkin like, how dare you? Yeah. And then she and then Emily just like tells it how it is like, this is stupid. This yeah, we're, we're not going to accept you. Yeah. Yeah. All I, I wanted. Oh, sorry. All I really they... wanted for her to do when she was walking out was like take another bite of the cookie and throw it back oh! on the of cookies. <laughs> I was like, please. And it didn't happen. And I was so dissatisfied. <laughs> All right, so people who remember the show, were the other DAR characters, like, were they in the original series? I, You know what's interesting is hmm. it's hard. To, I can't actually tell. There I, didn't, some, I didn't get a lot of her telling them all the fuck off just because, like, they weren't characters before, so it kind of felt unearned. They were more like this this force in Emily's yeah, life. Yeah, where she, only, she you, would only, like, talk about it. You know, it's like if, you're, like if you if you watch this, like, the, the number of times she brings up the DAR in a given uh, episode in the original series is, like, pretty egregious. Like, that's all, it yeah, seems like that's digits. all she does. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's actually, like, there was, a, there was a plot point when Rory drops out of Yale for mm-hmm. a semester where she joins the DAR, and that's a huge, like, like Emily's all happy about it, and everyone else is like, "No, yeah. that is not good that you're a part of that." Um, but it's kind of like they—they they occasionally show some characters from the DAR. They have this woman who speaks with a very strange accent, mm-hmm. and a couple of other women who are just like very generic. But no, the the characters we got to see in in Year in the Life were just like, "Oh, throwaway DAR women." But that's really all. I feel like I did. I know. I know what you mean by it's unearned. Like, oh, how could she say this to them? But it's like it's. It was more like she was saying it to the whole idea. Uh, for me, it yeah. was like she's saying it like th- she's talking to herself, t- I felt like. Yeah. Like that version of herself, that married version of herself that doesn't exist anymore. Okay, so let's talk about something that uh, I hated. Uh, okay. Second film by Kirk. What? Unnecessary. No. Oh, I agree. I also agree. Oh, <laughs> I, know, just, uh, I know you were so... Just, oh, the, worst, oh. the worst moment of fan service in the remake. Just so... <laughs> It took such a unique thing from the show and just copy pasted it. That's like, true. No, you're absolutely right there. And it was in the, it was the same scenario also where it's like, 
We're all watching a movie. <laughs> We've all seen this movie. Let's watch a Kirk movie. You're absolutely right there. But uh, I love Sean Gunn. Yeah, and he was he was great. <laughs> no, it's like it's like yeah, it's like this is super fan servicey, but I love this. Somehow Kirk got taken up two notches, but still wasn't overused. <laughs> like uh, Ooh, he, has, he has a new, uh, yeah, he has his own Uber service <laughs> that he calls called Uber. <laughs> I love with three O's. That first explanation of it was like, how does it work, Kirk? You call my mom, she calls me, I get a car, I pick them up. So it's worse than Uber. <laughs> Uber, stop making that noise. <laughs> oh my god so yeah they he's he was used very very even-handedly which was good because he was a severe draw for me in the series. <laughs> yeah. i loved watching kirk adventures anytime even, he would even do season seven kirk was pretty amusing like, yes he's always yeah, he stayed fairly consistent which is which is amazing to me they didn't have much taylor which no. i was disappointed which, about well, Eh, they had they had a pretty good amount of Taylor. I don't. I, I really like Taylor. I yeah. think he's great. Yeah, they had the they had the they brought back that old plot point of Taylor's trying to get everyone to do something, and yeah. Luke is very adamant against it. Oh, and then for, Luke does the thing, and that's how it always works out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is to me like fascinating. Yeah, I kind of I, I like the sort of. Uh, the groundhog dayness of stars all over. They kind of yeah. do the same things over and over. And that, and that to me, like in the, in the sense of like the fan servicey nature of, of the season, um, it did seem like we're seeing all the stuff that, that I remember from the show, but it's like, that is, it's like, that is what would happen here mm-hmm. in this weird little, like microcosm bubble sit, like town. Yeah. Where everyone knows like Yeah. They would be dealing with these exact same problems day in, day out of, Oh, Kirk's got some weird thing. And, Taylor's trying to get us to install a sewer system. I liked when they were going through the cooks at the inn. They were trying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rachel Ray is there. Nope. <laughs> like- Fired. Rachel Ray's in this show. Rachel yeah. Ray, like-, like as herself. Yeah. Wow. I didn't get that because I didn't know. I don't know who Rachel. Rachel Ray. Ray. I mean, I know who she is, but I've never. I don't Roy know what Choi, she looks like. who was like a like a oh. know, cutting edge food guy with trucks and whatnot. Oh yeah. And there was, I think, there was one other person. They mentioned Ina yeah, Garden yeah. for a second. Were they mentioning Were they mentioning them by name? Also, yeah, yeah, no, they, they were, were for yeah. sure. Yeah, because yeah. um, there's in the in the series because Melissa McCarthy is hard to book now. Yeah, and which is gets, it seems like they had her for literally like 15 minutes because she's in they one did. scene. Yeah. They did, but here's the thing that to me felt fine because Suki's story in the show was pretty much wrapped up yeah. by end of season one. Like, oh, yeah. she's married, she's having kids, she's got her shit together. It's no, I was I was fine with it. Yeah. But in the sh- in the show, what's happened is because the the inn doesn't have Suki anymore because Suki's off working at the blue f- the blue farm or whatever that awesome like upstate New York farm where they make uh, new vegetables and shit. So she's off doing that, and so they're just trying to go through cooks at the inn, like ones that can fill Suki's shoes, mm-hmm. and none of them can. And Lorelai will just go into the kitchen, and it's like this famous chef, and she's like, "Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, see ya." And then, but we when we finally like do Luke get Luke kind of does the best job. Luke does the best job making burgers. Yeah, and he's like, "Can't fire me," and just trying to do my thing. And then at the very end, we we get like after Lorelai says we're getting married, it's going to be on this day, it's happening. She goes into the kitchen, and there's all these cakes, and it's like that's what Suki would do. And then Melissa McCarthy pops up and shoots whipped cream out of a thing. It's like that is pornographic. Yeah. <laughs> They were, like, secretive about Melissa McCarthy being in it at all. They were, like, publicly announcing that she couldn't do it. Like, yeah. So it was it was, it was a little bit of a re- genuine surprise to see her. No, it really was. Yeah. And then Michelle comes in, and he's like, you bitch! <laughs> yeah. Which made me laugh so hard. And I love like, that part. Yeah, it was great. 
And he's like, she, where's the magic granola? <laughs> so she good. brings a bat of it. I, I love know. <laughs> I felt like that was one of those things where it's like, that was that's just enough of what I need to see in order to know that. This yeah, is they, they, they had to go over sort of every single thing from the series, and it was it was fine. Like, I, I was fine with it. It was... You know, only when they made a whole second film by Kirk and a couple of other moments, I was a little. What did you think of the Stars Hollow the musical? I, I liked it actually. <laughs> really? Right. Yeah, I was. Weird. You see, my reaction to that was the reaction that you had to the Kirk film. Yeah, which was kind of no, like, th- oh th- my it, god! It seemed, it seemed to be kind of unpopular with with other Gilmore Girls fans, and I, I kind of liked it. It was well, it was kind of just like. A part of me was like in the regular series, if they had something stupid like this in Stars Hollow, they would show like a bit of it. Mm-hmm. But they showed the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. Well, no, they cut. They, I mean, they, yeah, you, you. But they showed multiple. It was songs, a lot, and it, it was like <laughs> it was co-written by Taylor and uh, a really sad, edgy playwright, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Taylor, t- Taylor had this really like campy sensibility and the sad, edgy playwright, and it, it, would, the, the, it would sort of shift in tone back and forth between both of them, <laughs> and I, I loved it. <sighs> And then, <laughs> I could. I just. I was like, "Oh my god!" Just get to the part where Laurel gets upset. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is like that. What that part? And I just her reacting. But man. and then the, uh, uh, the 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 part where she comes back and there's like this this like really like soulful like torch song and Lorelai really loves it and it kind of like changes her life. I I really like that also. Yeah, and uh, the, the fact that no one else in the town liked it. They're like, "That's a cut." It's <laughs> <laughs> also great. <laughs> We don't need that. <laughs> Strong on its own. What did you guys think of the 30-something gang? Oh, my God. That made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. So hard. <laughs> and then the parents of the 30-something gang. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> Got to get out of here. No, it's oh. funny. 30-something gang was a, was a funny addition. Yeah. Um, Jess showing up was good. Yeah. No, it, that it. Was, it was very Jess. well done. And yeah. it was like... Well, it's it's it's, it's a it's a problem that, that Gilmore Girls has where he's clearly objectively better. He's yeah. clearly like the best for Rory, the smartest, the most, just the the, the best looking, the most charismatic, the funniest. He's like, what, he's the across thing, the board. His stats the, are ten. He is like, the thing that Rory needs to get her. Lo- Every other guy she's with doesn't help her except for him because when she drops out of Yale, he's the one who shows up and is like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. yeah. Go back to school. What's your he's, problem? He's too good for her. He's, yeah. And, yeah. Then it, and in the series, he does the exact same thing. He's like, write a book. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. What is your problem? Like, you have every advantage. He's sort of like the best aspects of sort of Luke and Rory, where he's like, yeah. like, he's like, he's like an artsy Luke. You're absolutely yeah, right. Great. He's, a, he's a self-made Rory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like fascinating because he's every like he's is is focused and like strong in a way that just Rory can't be. Yeah, she has to he has to like rescue her in a pretty extreme way. Just 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 Rory's kind of deep privilege always kind of makes her just a, a weak person. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Jess sort of, uh, you know, Jess almost makes Rory seem better by liking her so much. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's like yeah. well, he, I mean, if he's wait, got wait, wait, wait. Oh, she's her. terrible. But wait a minute, Jess sees something. <laughs> Yeah, let's give her a shot, guys. <laughs> what? Okay, so on the subject of Jess and Rory's romantic entanglements, who's the father? Uh, Who do you think the father? Yeah. Is? So uh, fans, for, uh, if for some reason you uh, want context but 
don't care about spoilers uh, at the very end. If of you're the, listening of the now, though, series. you don't care about yeah, spoilers. She's, she's pregnant. Uh, Rory's pregnant. At the end, I, the very last line of C, of the last episode is, I'm pregnant. And yeah. Where Laura's like, And what? then cue's the can... first time you hear the Gilmore Girls theme song through the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. So does this mean there's going to be another season of this? It's 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 a teaser yeah. for one. It's in a terms strong of, teaser. In terms it's, of, it'll create some demand for another season. It, doub- it doubles as a good cliffhanger and a good ending, which I like. It seems yeah. like people... I mean, it's on the internet. People are really excited about uh, the show. So it's not, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. It's Well, here's the thing. It's like, it would make like sense. Like, there's buzz to where people are watching and it's going to be a yeah. thing Netflix wants I mean, it, to do. It makes sense that they would have a season where, Rory, like, that Rory having a kid would be that huge, like, full circle. Like, that That would be the end of the show. Yeah. That, like, as a that's, plot that, point. That's like, a great end of the show. There yeah. was, there's, because what else could you do? Like, these characters are done now. All their problems are, like, she's created a, a Lorelai's raised a daughter to be a mother. Like that's mm-hmm. that's as much as she can do. Yeah, which makes sense. But so so yeah, and the end of of the whole season is just kind of like Lorelai getting her shit together and Rory just spinning her wheels. And I kind of figured that was the original ending for season seven because like throughout the show, the uh, Amy Sherman Palladino would talk about famous horse would talk about how. Um, uh, she had this very, very specific ending planned out for the show, and yeah. it seems like it did not happen at all in season seven. And I kind of think that's what it was. Which is, which is, I, I'm glad that they would want to bring about like Rory having a kid, just as a, as a plot point. Because yeah. now we get to see, and like, it might even be a better ending for Rory to have a kid at 23 than in her 30s. I know, because <laughs> <laughs> now, now she's just like should be a career woman who should be having a kid. Kind of now she has to grapple like what decisions do I make mm-hmm. now? Well, and okay, she's but, the only one of her close friends that doesn't have them. Yeah. Well, Paris doesn't. Oh, Paris no, does. Paris Paris, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. That's right. Yeah. She does. She's the only one who doesn't. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Okay, but like the father, whom could it be? <laughs> Uh, it might, they might reveal in a twist that it's someone other than, it, I don't know. Well, they've already, well, here's the <laughs> Oh, wait, is it, is, is it the Wookiee guy? I think it's the Wookiee. probably the Wookiee. Because it's they, probably the Wookiee. There's an episode where there's she's Wookie, going, yes. she's going to look at, like, visiting people who are standing in lines at, uh, in front of shit in New York, because it's just fascinating. Everyone's just standing in line, and some of the lines lead nowhere, and some of the lines lead to stuff that you can just find elsewhere. Like, Lorelai keeps cheating the line system and getting shit people are waiting for, like, oh, yeah, I talked to this person. She works there. She gave me the shoes or whatever but so she's in front of this comic book shop talking to people and she hangs out with them after and one of them is dressed as a wookie and they have a good time hanging out and they get drunk and she has a one-night stand with the wookie and they it, it's strange and like, like none of this is shown right like no, they, we don't all we see is yeah. lorelei in a hotel room because she took off early she, yeah lorelei's in a hotel room watching tv and rory comes in which just, was like, was a distressed. weird choice and i I mean, it's only a good choice if the Wookiee's the father. That 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 makes it a lot. No, that makes it a little better. Because I don't think because the way the th- way the show sort of works is like none of that was really like. I can't think of parts in the show where, like that's just waste. Like it's wasted space. Mm-hmm. Like I can't see a clear purpose for that. And it's like a Rory one night stand dilemma. Yeah. I don't really care about. Yeah, like, that no, should... that was, that at, at the time it was like that's that's lame. I don't care about. In that, terms of being yeah. morally reprehensible, she's already done way worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, true. Not not, on, not not only like morally, but just like emotionally. I don't care. Like, who, yeah, who hasn't? You know. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. But for the idea that the Wookiee might like that, setting up like who the father is going to be. That's the, that's a little cooler. That to me would be fascinating because now because I I've talked about this with Becky actually yeah. at a bar. I was like. Now, if that's the case, she's going to have to go find that Wookiee. Yeah. There's going to be a sequence of her going from shop to shop. Like, I need to find a Wookiee. And the guy's like, we got a lot of those. <laughs> we got a lot of Wookiees. 
Oh, and man. she was and she was being intentionally vague with the details about the Wookiee. Yeah, like we're gonna find that out later, which I'm very excited about. I think it's I honestly think it's it's either the Wookiee or Logan. And she wouldn't yeah she wouldn't tell the mother whether she, she would she Star made him Wars take off X-Men. the costume, which is great because yeah. maybe, maybe maybe she maybe he, he fucked her in the costume. We don't even know if he has right. a name. <laughs> yeah. Like we know nothing other than so, he might he might be mean, from Shri Wook. Does this mean <laughs> does this mean Rory's into furries? <laughs> Yes, that's canon. Well, that would make sense. Rory, As someone who's never seen the show. Rory confirmed furry, 100% canon. You heard it here first, Epic Tiki Stick. Yep. By the way, you guys, I'm Christmas shopping, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Our gift was delivered on November 25th when the show came out. Wait, what? Whatever. Oh, you're saying that this show is a gift. Yeah. It is It is a gift. It's all I need for the holidays. Eric, have you ever watched Parenthood? No, and I want to. Damn it! I really want to talk about like the Easter eggs that there were for like Parenthood fans. So what? So so what were they? Um, Well, wait. Spoilers for Parenthood because someone's listening. That uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter. Parenthood is this show that was on a channel that's about Parenthood. I watched like eight episodes (laughs) of that. It has Lauren Graham who plays Lorelai. Right. (laughs) It's a good show. I watched like. Have you watched it? It's a great show. Like six or seven. Oh, you should watch the whole thing. Just take a day off. Ray Romano's on it. Yes, like Ray Romano two? is on it, and oh. he's on the autism spectrum. Oh, yeah, uh, the which, character, right? Which I, comes I, out later. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't. No, Ray Romano. What face are you making? Hey, yeah, guys. I loved everybody. I need, I need okay, to take way. a shower. A great <laughs> show. So there's, there's, there's 47 sticks no. on the ground. You dropped them. I can tell. <laughs> Hang on, guys. This is a great. Thing. <laughs> 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 I majored in computer science. <laughs> right, You're my butterfly, just... sugar, baby. <laughs> oh, stop. Now we're just doing Pete just Holmes's doing joke. Just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, Pete Holmes. R.I.P. He's listening. Sorry, sorry. So R.I.P. Louis. I mean, I feel like it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. So, rated in you guys. Okay, so there's a little tiny, like it's not even like a Parenthood crossover, but there's just like little. My water is empty. Oh, good. So much spillage. Eric, Eric, why did we invite you? I'm trying to stretch out a little bit. So, so in in Parenthood, there's this family called the Bravermans, and the Bravermans are nothing like the Gilmores, but um. There, Lauren Graham is in that show, and she plays like the prodigal daughter. And her brother on that show, uh, well, who the guy who plays her brother is actually her husband in real life, and makes a cameo in this latest uh, Gilmore Girls, where he plays one of the park rangers that denies Lorelai when she goes on her hiking trip. Interesting. But there is a park ranger that's there the day before this park ranger denies her, and that park ranger played her boyfriend on Parenthood. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. When um, Lorelai and Rory go to New York to go interview the people that are standing in line, one of the girls that they interview plays uh, Lorelai's daughter, well, Lauren Graham's daughter on Parenthood. <laughs> So Rory and Rory is so Rory is interviewing <laughs> Lauren Graham's daughter on Parenthood. That is so meta. Yeah, that is the most meta thing I've ever heard. I felt like there was something about the identities of the Park Rangers that was supposed to be a joke I was missing. So yeah, yeah, that's right? what it was. Yeah. And I was like losing. I was like, this is fantastic. Oh, I was like, that's only awesome. like eighteen people are going to get this, <laughs> but all of us eighteen people are really excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so watch Parenthood it's great no yeah for you're sure you're gonna love Parenthood I yeah. promise oh it's such a good show okay so I'm thinking like covered a lot yeah what's left 
Uh, Emily's final resolution where she moves to the to Nantucket that was kind of just like that's pretty great. That was alright, yeah. I, I love seeing her in the whale museum. Yeah, <laughs> her like explaining the harpooning that was awesome. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. We finally got to see Lorelai and and Luke tie the knot, which finally. Yeah. Yeah. We got to see Hep Alien for a second with Sebastian Bach, who does not look any different. He looks no. like the same guy. Like he's <laughs> he's unaged. I don't know what his secret is. I'm thinking it's devouring human souls, <laughs> probably. But he's just he's just felt and there's everything's great. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I think that it's pretty much covered it. I can't think of another major thing from the show. Else, I, there's got to be. No, I think we got it all. Oh, the, okay. Here's something that I thought. This is something that I thought was interesting. I don't know if it's something talkable, but I thought it was cool that this series is the first time that we got to see the Gilmore girls in the summertime, which is if you watch the show, cause it, it follows basically real time. Yeah. yeah. It follows network broadcasting schedule where summer is a dead period for TV or, or anything. Mm-hmm. But the way it worked, it, the, the show always began in fall and would end in spring. So we'd have fall, we'd have winter, we'd have spring. This one starts in winter. So it's, if, if you're looking in terms of like the Gilmore uh, girls time frame, that's in the middle of the shit's already happened. Yeah, year. I never thought about that. Like, like there was the uh, the Stars Hollow community pool was fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. got we've never seen we've never seen Stars Luke Hollow summer. He bought the floaties. <laughs> who's so good? Oh my gosh, yeah. And then, but I thought it was pretty cool that like we got to see them and and like the end of this the end of the season is really what would be the start of every other Gilmore Girls. Like yeah. it's, it would be this would be the beginning of everything else. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is kind of like, I think that's, that's probably more, that's probably them trying really hard. Like we need to have another, another year of Gilmore adventures. Also, this is going to be, this is another thing I thought of, which is, this is just me, but (laughs) you know that part where Luke's uh, daughter shows up? For like a second. <gasps> oh yeah. Jesus! I hate her so much. Everyone hates her, right? And she's worse. She's the well. No, here's the thing that really like. Maybe because I've I've been I've been looking at a lot of fan fiction in my free time lately. But there's a part <laughs> where Rory and her are in their room and they're like talking, and I'm like, they're setting these two up to bang. Like, cl- like clearly, like in every <laughs> other scenario, that would have redeemed the in whole thing. Every other scenario of any show ever. This level of intimacy between two people who are in a room with the door shut, just helping her and talking shit out, all of her problems. It's like, and then there's a lapse in time of about six that were, not, were like, they just jumps. So I'm like, they could have banged in that period of time. <laughs> oh you know, it maybe, could have happened. Maybe April's the father. Maybe have, April's the father. <laughs> that possibility. Maybe April. <laughs> maybe April is like some kind of XXY Camara. She actually has a dick. We've, that's ne- it's never come up. She's phenotypically female, but. <laughs> She has a dick and balls and gets uh, Rory pregnant. Possible. <laughs> yeah. Very possible. So now the, the pulls top. Down, just pulls down the pants. Rory's like, okay, I'm a little surprised, but you know what? Let's do this. Let's do and, this. And. So, so, okay. So now the top votes are Wookie, Logan, April. April is really high on my list. <laughs> if it's April, I'm not going to be shocked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's no, I mean, we, so we would have called it. If it was, I think it, <laughs> it was interesting because, like, they brought back April, which if. If you're familiar with the series, April was like, you hated April because she derailed so much of the plot of that mm-hmm. show to deal with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, she was sort of the, the poochie of, uh, of exactly. Gilmore Girls, where she was sort of brought in in the last couple seasons to, to, to spice things up now that there's no kids on the show. Right. Well, also, it was kind of just like, uh, uh-oh, we're, 
We're almost done. Yeah. Guys, we've almost reached the ending. We, we got to do so. We can't, we can't let them be happy. We can't let this be over. We need another job next year. We, oh. I don't want to find a new job next year. Also, real, real quick, Christopher, uh, Roy's biological dad, who uh, oh. uh, Lorelai briefly marries. And, you know, we talked about him and how that's whole, the plot of season seven. Uh, I hated him during the show. Kind of liked him in the, in the miniseries. His, 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 his return was actually kind of touching. That was a very, you know what was interesting? That was a very meta part in the mm-hmm. show for me because this whole thing was like, how are you going to talk about me? And she says, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, just don't make me too much of a villain, mm-hmm. which is interesting because if, if, you, if you know the show, like you hate Christopher. Right. Yeah. He's the worst. Right. And it's interesting that they're trying to like deal with that because you, you only understand him as a villainous character mm-hmm. in the series, which ob- objectively is only the case because it's like I'm only seeing it from the perspective of, Lorelai and Luke and that's it yeah oh I and think the fact it, it, that, or go on. oh I thought it was kind of um <laughs> oh Christopher I thought that it, <laughs> like it, the only thing that irritated me about like that meeting though was it sort of painted the picture of like daddy issues like I almost feel like it justified like Rory fucking Logan while he's engaged and like her being so confused with her life like it was just kind of like something that we've seen like oh daddy issues are a thing and like oh the love of my father and I kind of like I didn't like, connect I that dot because I'm not sexist. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Maybe so, I am. so so her so her facing her father was just like uh, I just thought like there was so many I thought there were a lot of parallels between Christopher and and Logan in the sense that they're like uh, that they come from this privileged lifestyle and that they wanted to be different from like their families, but they might not necessarily be that different. And I don't I'm know. Seeing that. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah. that's now they're they, kind of smarmy in the same way. You're yeah. very correct. Yeah. That, yeah. I've never Thanks. thought of that. Not before. sexist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in the zinger in, got to get my zings. I'm a comedian. Check I, me out at Facebook. And I, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like it's, if you, if you dig deep enough, like if you dig deep enough into the way this show operates, like, mm-hmm. Rory and Lorelai have the exact same relationship structure, like to people. Right. Like, because remember, season one, Lorelai was with Max, and season one, Rory is with Dean, and they are equally boring characters. They are mm-hmm. equally uninteresting and not compelling, which, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So that's like, that's why that happens. And yeah, it makes total, like, yeah, so that's, that's a daddy I issue think coming was, up. Yeah. And I think that was like a kind of a point of like why they put that in there. Like they didn't. I mean, I understand that he needed to be acknowledged in the book, but he didn't necessarily really need to be acknowledged at right. that point. Right. And her. No, definitely not. Not in her life. At so that I thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the, the I have to rewatch the show now to kind of pay more <laughs> attention to like dynamics. Yeah. And really pay attention to their conversation and just kind of like what they talk about. Yeah, like for where sure. They're at in life. It's it's yeah. interesting. The fact that Gilmore Girls is the story of Rory writing the Gilmore Girls Cien Años de Soledad style is, <laughs> by the way, Cien Años de Soledad spoilers. <laughs> What's that? 100, 100 Years of Solitude. <laughs> so, uh, I, it, was, it was okay. It's kind of, I don't know, it's been done. It has by been... Gabriel Garcia Marquez. You're right. Lose the the. I like when Lorelai was like, lose the the. <laughs> Just Gilmore Girls. Love that. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Do go on. I, it's like that was one of those parts in the show where, yeah, it's kind of like 
ugh, I can't believe that this is the series. It, it, it felt like, okay, I, I'm okay with this. It like I, I can see why it's happening. Yeah. It's, that, like, yeah. that, again, was, like a pre- to me, a pretty meta part of it. Because it's well, like... Well, here's the thing is that, like, an autobiography of Rory written by Rory <laughs> would be kind of boring. Like, it, w- it wouldn't <laughs> be <very> good. <laughs> it's going to be ex- an exciting autobiographical <laughs> memoir with plot and revelation. But it was it, what's interesting is, like, if you like that... I've encountered many people, especially Luke, huh? who when I try to explain why the Gilmore Girls is compelling or interesting, they, it just no one like no one really gets it until you're like you're deep into it. Well, it's, it yeah, it's hard to sell. It's not like a, a exciting premise or like a intrinsically interesting story. It's like a lot of things you could say about it feel like they've been done. Like hey, it's a town full of quirky people, and it's like all these like wacky pop culture references. Like no one that you know just saying that it sounds on the like surface shit. it sounds weak, but then and when you when you watch the whole of it, it's like oh no, there's, there's something I, good here. I was telling Eric before we started, like or no, I was telling Becky. Sorry, because it was before you guys got here. My brain is all weird. But I was talking about like how I people were telling me like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a great show and I was like whatever that's for girls. You know like that was my dumb <laughs> well. that was my dumb brain before, right? S- slaying vampires is a man's game. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, <laughs> okay. Now we know who the sexist is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. I was like, "Come on." <laughs> really? <laughs> no, yeah, and the point is is that like I was wrong. And then I, I gave the show a chance, and it was amazing. So I totally I was wrong. Believe... It's good, and therefore not for girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clearly a man's show. <laughs> but yeah, so I could see how, like, if I started watching Gilmore Girls, I'm sure I would be, like, totally riveted by this podcast and be super into it and not Christmas shopping. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, you're nagging us. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. What I mean is, like, you know, I'd be into it if I watched it. Like, I'm sure it's like you like the characters and the references and all the writing, and it's like, yeah, but I just don't know anything. Like, but you get, anyways, so I'm just, you were just talking about how it's a good show and you got to watch it to figure it out. That's all I was trying to say. Thanks, Luke. Yeah. No, yeah. I just want to say something <laughs> well, before Sorry, I ruined really your good. podcast. Luke. We sorry, we ruined your show. You made a good Whoa. point when we talked about it earlier. I never it said point. that it was, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> also, Luke's been buying people gift cards, so. <laughs> Amazon gift cards are just cash. Like these little these, these kids send lists with like three items on it, and they're all like sixty dollar things. I'm like, you know, what? I'm a comedian. I can do. Anyways, this is getting into the weeds of my life. We don't need to do that. Why not? I'm intrigued. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> what do you want to know? I want to know about these kids with gift cards or whatever. What's happening? It's my cousin's kids. Oh. She has cute. three, and then she just got married, and then her husband, her new husband, has three kids. So oh, like a, the Brady Bunch. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Awesome. So they, it's fun. Which awesome. one's Marsha? Uh, I was hoping you would say the one named Marsha. <laughs> like, part of me was hoping that there would be one named Marsha. If we had Marcia. written this podcast ahead of time, <laughs> that if this was an episode of the Gilmore Girls, question mark? <laughs> I don't know how the show goes. But that, is, that is a Gilmore Girls gag. Like, what, oh, she's named Marsha? The one named Marsha. Wait, what? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Her name uh, is Marsha? Yeah, her name is Marsha. Marsha, like Marsha Brady? Yeah, like Marsha Brady. <laughs> Why? I could just picture that conversation in the diner at the it's counter. perfect. <laughs> no, the beats are all there. It's genius. It sounds like the next spec script we need to write is a Gilmore Girls <laughs> Although I won't know What's anything. What's going so. on? Her name is Marsha. <laughs> like Marsha Brady? Yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Like that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, so, so, so <laughs> final final thoughts on old Gilmore Girls' year in the life? Oh, man. I can't wait to see who knocked her up. <laughs> 
I can't either. Ooh, cliffhangers. That has compelled me enough to want to see more. Yep. <laughs> and I, it's like I, I wasn't, I wasn't like I wasn't, I was happy when they announced the the remake and it delivered on pretty much everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. How long was each uh, segment? Each hour or each oh. show? Yeah, hour and a half. Hour. Yeah, hour. Hour. Oh wow! So, so it's like, like a Sherlock season. Yeah, exactly. It's like Whoa. a season of Sherlock. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I hadn't realized how much I needed closure after the, that garbage season seven. Yeah, and I'm really happy that that the. Uh, this show gave us it really delivered by the way sherlock show for boys only (laughs) (laughs) never watched it exactly (laughs) (laughs) that is is not true if you've seen a fan any fanfic forum that is emphatically Uh, not true yeah yeah. (laughs) so should we do the the where we find people yeah, Jojo, where do, where else wrap this up? Jojo, where do we find you on the internet? That's Twitter and Instagram at Bucky Gums, Facebook at JJL Comedy, and follow at Moving Van Show on Twitter because our next one's coming up soon. When is it? Because it is there's a date, right? It's a uh, seventeenth at the Red Museum. At the Red Museum. What time? Eight o'clock. And you have Empire Comics. Empire Comics this Friday at eleven twenty Fulton Avenue at eight o'clock as well. Cool. Yeah. Becky, where do we find you on internet, and what shows do you have coming up, if you um, want to tell us? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at oh, that's Becky. And yeah, that's it. My life's real boring right now. Killing it. I can't think of any. Sh- I know I have shows, but, you know, they're on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Twinstagram. Yeah. Yes. Eric, where do we find you on the internet? Uh, Eric with a K. Krasner on Facebook, uh, Krasneropocalypse on Twitter, and uh, you can, if you're ever in Oakland, you can come see my show Critical Hit uh, at It's Your Move Games and Hobbies. Next one's December 17th, and we're weekly starting in 2017. One and of the best nice. shows. Did you How was Jackie ever? Cashian? Oh, super. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God, that amazing. one already happened? I wish I could have went. Yeah, that was uh, this Saturday. It was great. Uh, I wanted to go so Was bad. it, like, packed out? Actually, uh, reasonably yes. full, but not, like, super full. Oh, okay. Such a I would have thought like listening to her at work like com- every day for a long time. Sorry, go on. Oh no, no, I was gonna say I would have thought like a bunch of comics would be there just to go. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. She's very funny. Yeah, she's hilarious. Totes. All right, Luke, where are you on the internet? Oh yeah, um, I was here too. At <laughs> uh, Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram, Luke Soin on Facebook. I do another podcast called The Sexy Podcast with Jr. De Guzman that we never do, but <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he blew up. So yeah. He's a thing. He's on so, TV and shit now. Yeah. That son of a bitch. MTV and Comedy Central in the same week. <sighs> Crazy. But uh, we'll do one at some point. I'm going to see him on Wednesday, so maybe. Tell him uh, about a joke, maybe. <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> write a joke. Yeah, for once. Yeah, because he's never. <laughs> All right. Becky's signing off. <laughs> the whole singing thing is cute. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to grow up? Do <laughs> <to> real comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Becky left. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then also uh, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Epic Tiki Comedy. We still have a really funny J.J. Abrams sketch. Uh, we got to interview the J.J. Abrams, which is just crazy. So you guys want to check that out. It's great. JoJo did a great job interviewing him. Sure did. Uh, he got flashed in the face. Go watch and find out what that means. And uh, we're going to do some more sketches at some point. I think I have shows. Oh, December 30th at Comedy Spot in Sacramento. We're doing stand-up nerdity. It's coming back. And then January 4th at Luna's Cafe, we're doing another comedy conch with Saul Trujillo as a headliner. Uh, Michael Sella's on it. Uh, I just asked people yesterday, and I can't remember. Des Henderson's going to be bu- there. It's a bunch of men about town. A bunch of men town. and women about town. It's going to be great. Yeah, It's a free show with suggested donation. Come out, please. 8 p.m. Wednesday, January 4th. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back uh, right away with the Fantastic Beasts episode. Uh, So download that and listen to that as well. 
Also, there were spoilers on this episode, so I hope <laughs> didn't listen. And Sorry, like, San Antonio Sister Oladad fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you in a minute or later. Bye. Bye, y'all.